morning. Welcome to the latest edition of Techman Talks Dynamics. Um, I'm here with Matt and Liz. Um, and uh, this uh, episode, we've got access to the 2022 release wave two um, plan. So Microsoft typically publishes this, what, I'm not sure how many days it is before um, availability, but um, we're in July now. Availability will be 1st of October. They seem to stick Around to that consistently. Around 1st of October. Well, they, generally something comes out on the 1st of yeah. October, doesn't it? But then... We, we can't... In, in, this, in the area that you can't always schedule it for the first... Year. There might be a few days yeah, before yeah. you can schedule the update. And, and this may change as well between yeah. now and then. Oh, actually, I mean, uh, that's one of the points. You know, I think the deployment plan, because not everything comes in uh, the first release, does it? Yeah, it you might see come in stuff coming in, you know, the, the uh, November, December, January release. They seem to spread it. They push stuff out when it's ready, which I agree with. And I think that's happening with the docs as well in terms of the release plan, because I, I I bet if we come back to this release plan in four weeks' time, six weeks' time, there'll be a few things that have yeah. landed in it yeah. that are not here um, on day one. I think it might be worth pointing out, in case anyone's seen anything around this, is that um, Microsoft issued a statement a few weeks ago saying that they were going back, that, that during COVID times they'd gone to 60-day, um, release cycles for the update so you have 60 days to update so they sent out a notification saying they were going back to 30 days right. and then a few days later we had another notification that saying oh but major releases they're going back to 60 days okay so at the moment as we understand it is major releases you have the, the 60 days to update it minor releases are 30 days so major releases are the April and April, October yeah. Yeah, and the minor releases are the normal and the, well, the ones service in between, packs. service packs, service packs in between. Yeah, yeah. so um, it is our understanding that that that's that's how it will work going forward. So okay, well, let's, well, cr- let's crack on with what we've got. Yeah. Thirty days for a major update is not a lot of time to test it all through. I think that was. I think that. I think that's why when they made that statement, they very quickly rejected <laughs> it, it because everyone went what. I think. Um, I mean, your other factor with that is that often it's the ISVs, isn't it? You know, increasingly, mm-hmm. as you've got a kind of wide selection of ISVs in a tenant, um, you know, there might be one or two in there that, that actually are a little late releasing. Um, and and I, you I know, with my ISV, as well. you know, if you've got if you've got yeah. major things coming in it that are going to have major impact, yeah. then thirty days is not long enough. Um, as we as you will see, um, I don't think there's anything in Wave Two like that, but you can. Um, guarantee that 2023 wave one will probably be more impact. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Okay, so let's start around the appli- application area first. Um, so, first one on the list, again. Well, it would be bank rec, uh, uh, would it? It's bank reconciliation <laughs> improvements again. For checks. For checks, yeah. I, I seem to remember what's those. Check, what's a check, Matt? You're the oldest. What's a check? <laughs> look, 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 those things you used to write with a quill yeah. pen, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, back in the well, day. Given, given that um, in some places it's still spelt C H E C K, I would imagine this is probably predominantly for the American market. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think we, you know, yes, it, yeah. People moving over from GP, I think there's still a few. Um, there's still kind of uh, attempted to fill the gaps in there. For us uh, in Europe, where we do largely electronic payments, 
Yeah. Um, thank goodness. Um, can you remember waiting for the post to arrive, for your cheque to arrive? Well, it was just like, an excuse to delay payment. Yeah, it was, it really? We are, yeah, we are, we are the customers days. that sent the post dated one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is um, probably not for the uh, UK, certain, I think certain uh, European countries it's used for four. So on VAT clauses, is just there's text you have to put on a VAT clause. To print on your documents. Yeah, to, to, yeah. to be able to put ex, use extended text. So, yeah, so you can have a bit more detail characters. around yeah. that. Uh, next one, re- reasonable uh, large one. So um, account schedules. Um, had a little bit of love in the last release so that you could add some extra columns. columns. And you could filter. You could yeah. set a filter on a column, which kind of means that you could filter against a budget. So you could do budget forecast. Um, which which is a good one, but now they're renaming it to yeah. So I think that this 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 appears to be um, laying the building blocks yeah. for um, more and more features to come in this area. I, I think, and if anyone was listening to the the um, the reporting podcast that George and I did, that account schedule is a really underutilized feature mm. um, as it is. Yeah. So the fact that it's going to be made more obvious, easy to use. More user friendly, I think, will be a really positive thing. So but the, I think this is, you know, this this is essentially a rename. Yeah, financial reporting. But yeah, and a little bit. There is some changes to the, to yeah. the structure. Of but, it, but it feels like it feels like building blocks for some yeah. more, for yeah. something else. Well, uh, you know, I've seen um, from some of the program managers on Twitter, one particularly. So it's in the public domain. Um, you know, they were requesting, what should we do with? Um, uh, financial reporting as it's now ca- so they're, they're actively kind of canvassing ideas which which um, leads you to believe that they're going to do some more work around this area it's 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 so clearly get, get your suggestions in if you've got one <laughs> well yeah I mean BC ideas um, but you know not everything goes through BC ideas they were they they were asking for what they didn't I mean I, I'd love it so that you could have so many columns which were you know, I, I thought extending the number of columns was great because before I think you could have 10, which means that you could get the and first you need, get a whole financial year. Yeah, obviously you need your whole financial year plus, plus a budget, the, plus yeah, total. Yeah, yeah. So, so you needed 14, 14 at yeah. least. Yeah. So you got 14 now. Um, you, you could do that. But I'd like the first, you know, I'd like the first uh, X columns to be actuals and then the, 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 the rest to be budget. So effectively you could do a reforecast depending on where you were. Um, because quite often you want to know, yeah. right? We, you know, we're in month seven now. Yeah. Month seven, act, month six actuals. Second half of the year, what are we really yeah. forecasting yeah. for? Yeah. Would be like really a, nice yeah. that sort of functionality. Yeah. I think there's a lot more they could do with that. I think also the other thing that they need to really think is, is everybody looks at the output for it and goes, that looks really dull and boring because <laughs> it's you know the way it's presented on screen is not. I think, hesitate I mean, to use the word sexy but I mean, even the change we had not too long ago where ticking the bold box actually meant it showed in bold because it was just on the report wasn't it you could actually see it on oh, bold on screen you, know, you two with your fancy colours accountants we just you just want a nice you just want a clear profit and loss and a balance sheet <laughs> doesn't have to spin <laughs> but then you know I don't agree with that because I show it to accountants and like they go they're used to present I mean the, the, the competitor is Excel, right? And and they're using all the formatting in Excel and, and so on. And, um, you know, that's, 
they don't get that in. in. No, I think there is, there's, there's plenty of room for improvement, but yeah, all I would it's, say it's is it's underutilised anyway. So yeah, because so the so mechanics of so what it yeah, does yeah, is yeah. really good. Yeah. 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 Next one's a, a really interesting hey! one. Yeah, so... For 20 years I've been asking for this. Yeah. Literally. So <laughs> for many, many, many years, BC has had, or NAV, Navision, has had the posting slash tax point date. Now that's implying that the day I post it into my ledgers is also the same date for my tax date, which it isn't, certainly in the UK. You know, the date on the invoice is the, is the tax date. Yes. And the day I post it to my ledgers is whatever day I happen to post it. You know, I might get an invoice. Well, that's well, well it's, it's the financial period that I want it to go in. Yeah. And if I've closed, a, if I've closed last month, the fact that it's tax dated in last month still yeah, means the tax date is last month yeah. but I'm, I can't post it into last it's just always been completely different by posting date yes. hasn't it document yes. date is you, was used to calculate payment terms payment and that's about yes. it really yep. so, so now there's a new field on purchase and sales documents called VAT date and you can choose in setup whether the VAT date is fed from either the document date or the posting date and then the VAT entries are going to be calculated off the VAT date which will either be the posting date, document date, or assume you could add a third date if you so wish. I, I, I mean, enter, enter the yeah. back date. Yeah, you could overtake yeah. the back date, maybe. Yeah, okay, interesting. And then obviously a VAT statement then will work off yes. um, the, the, the VAT date. Yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting However that that's set. I'd say 95% of customers have just, have just lived with that. They have, but I think there's a lot of customers, had they had the option oh, at the beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. would have done it differently. Well, particularly so. here in the UK, we're making tax digital now because you know, the first time I came around, I remember a guy uh, said, I've just bought two trucks and, and it was like 140 grand's worth of invoice that he got. And it, he could claim the VAT back legitimately. It was perfectly. Um, he hadn't had the invoice for a while because it had sat on somebody's desk. And he was trying to put the put the VAT claim back into his prior quarter, the the document date said he could do that. I mean, it was like, it was 17.5% yeah. back yeah. then of yeah. 140 grand. He yeah. wanted that in his cash flow and perfectly legitimately. And I was like, well, you're going to have to reopen your period or, you know. Yeah, you can, yeah. We'll do it, but you can do a journal, but yeah. Yeah, it just gets messy, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, it this, was is a mess. A, this is a good feature, and I think if... Mm. if you know, I, I would imagine some, a lot of customers probably won't change it. Existing customers, well, we, we, but it gives new customers an option. We should. I mean, the default should be that it works off the document date. It should have always yes. worked off the Although, document date. actually, having just said that, it's just occurred to me, you have to change it with caution. If you're an existing and yeah. you're mid that period... No, because it, it works off the document, doesn't it? So it'll only be new documents that you put on that they'll adopt the yeah, new... Yeah, but you could potentially have some reconciliation issues. You just have to watch... Yeah, just think about it before you change it because... Um, I'd have to think this thing has just occurred to me, but um, before, be, just just think about it before you just go ahead and change it. Maybe one for a future, future blog. We'll, 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 yeah, that one yeah. um, Reverse payment reconciliation journal entries. I think that's should, yeah. yeah, should have been their first time round. Um, Use multiple remit to addresses for vendors. But, so this, this is yeah, it. this is an interesting one because we we've, <laughs> we're, we're not hundred percent sure how this we, would I be. Mean, between us, we must have done a few. God, might more, even probably more, be more a thousand implementations <laughs> over the years. Certainly up in way into the hundreds, and I can't. I none of us can think of when this has ever been. We, we think it's where you've got your supplier. 
you're paying your supplier, but you want to send the invoice to a different... No, remittance. So remittance. remittance. Okay, so you want to send your remittance to a different address. Maybe email address, maybe. Oh, it's, it's, it's it just says mail address, doesn't it? Yeah. Mailing address. Yeah. Multiple mailing addresses. So does that mean snail mail, like, you know, traditional? Well, posted? yeah, it suggests you print a document with that address on it. And it also kind of suggests it's for it's for specific. So so it usually goes to one place, but for this specific payment, it's got to go to another Cause we, place. Because we've got the it, pay to feature we need already. To see, I think we probably need to see that to, yeah. to really understand the value and maybe think about some examples. Yeah. So it's, it's come from somewhere. So I mean, the next section is country and regional. Um, you know, interesting that they think they've gone into three figures in terms of that uh, uh, more than a hundred countries and regions yeah. supported yeah. by either. Uh, Microsoft or partner-led localizations. Yeah. Hundred countries. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> you can, that's it's going to be an exceptional where you aren't. Um, I think the rest of it is, um, you know, redesigned intrastat solution and configurable. Well, um, uh, probably here in the UK, following Brexit, we're not. No, but we, you know, we do, we do, yeah, we do have some customers yeah, who, yeah. who use yeah. um, who have um, subsidiaries in other countries. Well, especially and, since and Brexit, we've got a lot. So. We've got a. Yeah. Got a company in Ireland now, so that they can continue to Ireland, France. Yeah, so um, Bel- the, the the changes for Belgium and France and Italy. You know, it, it's good to see Microsoft staying on top of what the countries I, I want. Think if pe- if people would about. like some detail on uh, Belgian and, and uh, Italian and French and Belgian interstat, they're probably best listen to a podcast from a partner there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> ne- next section is development. James, do you want to kind of cover this one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm qualified, but I think um, you know, it will be interesting to see the outcome of this. Promotion action groups and action references. Look, the action bar, um, there's been, this is, we're probably back in, in bank reconciliation territory where there's been one or two attempts at kind of sorting out the action bar and getting it a bit more consistent. Um, it's not as flexible as it needed to be, different ISVs have done different things that sometimes could, could conflict. Um, at the new promoted action model to address this, um, but they're retaining the old model for compatibility, so I'm a little bit, how's that gonna work? I, I, I wanna see what this does, but I am fully supportive of the fact that, you know, the navigation for actions, um, you go on some of the most used pages, things like you know the item list, item card, yeah. customer list, customer card, sales order. Um, you know, there's an awful lot of actions on there, and especially once different ISVs have put their extensions yeah. in, there's a heck of a lot of actions, yeah. and they're not. You know, you get the the situation where you get multiple headings saying related. And it's like, which one is it under yeah, again? It's turn kind of things are in multiple places. See, isn't it? It's kind of. I think they've got, you know, yeah. You and I do a lot of demos, and I think, you know, every release comes out, and yeah, you're in the middle of the demo, and you go to a bot, you know, and then you go, okay, oh, where's that gone? Oh, and yeah. in early days, you, you know, I can remember when certain like, roll, search. when the Roll Tailored Client came out, you you know, spend your life trying to find certain yeah. things. Oh, well, those little icons. And if you're on a, like a, on a, on a low resolution screen and the the light's just a little square, you had to hover over each one for a second. But you go back to to classic and you try and teach somebody to go and find stuff in there. Yeah, we used to just know where it was. Yeah, you realise that was really hard. So the action is, I mean, it is a lot better and, you know, the 
Alt Q is 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 the saviour if you can't find it. But I do think that there's still work to do. So there. Um, Byref XML port parameters in OData. Um, I didn't really understand that. Again, I want to see an example of that of of, of where that is. But um, you know, I think being able to um, you you got the you got there's a limited number of APIs. There is. Um, you know, and and frequently, and, and, and they're limited, and they're limited. But so sales, you know, sales if, and if purchase documents haven't got dimensions on. So there's a situation where you almost want to kind of be able to supply in a, uh, a table reference, field reference, and be able to get it back from a one API rather than having to build APIs all the time. Yeah. So a bit like you know, var- the variant constructs that you've got where you can almost say this this. Um, table reference is any is this particular table at the moment and this particular table later. So I'm kind of hoping that that's that's where that comes through. Um, maybe it's a start, and you know, maybe that then gives them the starting point for a user-defined query tool because that's that's the, one of the biggest asks I've had for a long, long time now. And I know why they don't want to do it because of performance. And I keep saying, you know, well, when you define a query, do a performance analysis to say what's the impact going to be and make sure it's below a certain score before they can run it. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep banging the drum. Maybe, <laughs> you know, I hope it's not like that dates where it's 20 years before I get it, but I've probably been banging it 10 years now. I remember five years ago, certainly. Um, you know, there's another one which is write faster upgrade code. Um, so, yeah, well, this is one of the when you're refactoring an app, when you, you, you're changing something, if you change a, a field name, if you change a, a field type, or, or um, certainly if you change a primary index, you know, you can have to deprecate, deprecate a whole table, um, mark it as obsolete, and create a new one. Mm-hmm. And um, my understanding, this is going to make it almost a single command to move all the data from one table into the new table and will do it much more efficiently than a, uh, a recurse through each record doing a transfer of this field into this field. So hopefully that's going to make it a lot faster to kind of um, move move data around on install yeah, if you need to refactor. Particularly if there's a change in, a, in, a, yeah. in an update, which yes. means that... Um, pricing, pricing yeah. which well you know we've already had situations in the clever side so that we move it and if it's a transactional table um, you know a, a log table for instance and we want to refactor it to put some something different or extra in that means we need to change the primary key when you install you could sit there for 20 minutes yeah. with it not doing anything anything or not you know installing is just on the status and, and you get is no it status. Doing is it we doing have anything? No is it going to get like 15 minutes through and fail and then give you a message or and what's it doing? So hopefully this is going to give us the tools to do that a lot, lot faster. Yep. Governance and administration next then. Yeah, so, important um, people know that they've retired the notification recipients. So the emails that you used to get, that's been retired because everything's moving to the, to the message centre. Um, so if you're not on our managed service, in which case you'd get emails from us anywhere around that, then yep. you'd have, that's where those messages will be. You will no longer get 
multiple emails about updates when they're scheduled when they're done if they failed all that kind of thing is coming away so you have to go and find it you don't do you not have the option to get an email still? I, I don't think there's an option. It goes into the Microsoft 365 message center. So whether or not that can drive okay. notifications, um, I don't know, actually. I could probably, I, we should probably check that. But um, We might have to use Power Automate. We, we, yeah, we, well, I don't know. but um, We'd hope so, because you don't have to go keep looking, do you, to just check it Well, you know, that case. pops up when you, if you're an administrator, um, that'll pop up in a, in, in a pain in Outlook saying this is might That's be affecting the, yeah. your tenant and all the rest of yeah. it. So the people who are designated, you've got to really look at who your designated administrators are. You don't want too many of them, but you don't want too few either. Um, the, the other thing, service-to-service authentication with the admin API. So that was critical for us to kind of... Um, that's... that's uh, freeze up a lot of things that's for us running a managed service so that that means we can get it allows um, us to get a, a, a lot of the life cycle operations as they're yeah. called so updates and so on so we can get the same information that used to go out of our email and and, and do it I, I mean you talk to microsoft and they do complain that they don't get response to emails and people ignore them and all the rest of it and it's there's a horrible balance, isn't there, yeah, about yeah. them sending too much and yeah. not notifying. Yeah. Yeah. Different people have got different requirements about what they want, and, and it was a bit of a crude yeah. tool. So I, I don't blame them for trying to do something different. That's why you go on holiday, come back, and you've got 97 emails about <laughs> yeah. you know. So you end up setting up a rule and you'll never see them again. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's the problem, yeah. isn't it? Or they end up going into to unfocused or, or whatever, yeah. and, and they just get lost, especially if you, you get lots of emails anyway. So The one in here that really makes me kind of pull my hair out is restore deleted environments now I was at a, a conference with some guys from Microsoft they said one of the most common support requests uh, kind of exploration is to restore a d- deleted environment where it's, it's like are you sure type in the name of the environment, environment. yeah are you it, really sure yes you can't yeah, do that by accident <laughs> At Irritema, we've never had, to my knowledge, we've never had to get one restored. Not the because the, not, the, not on not not on the cl- not on the cloud platform. Yeah. We we've had customers accidentally delete data <laughs> lot of databases when they're on premise, yeah. um, and that can be for any multiple multiple reasons that could happen. But I don't think we've ever had to restore a deleted environment. No, I'm sure we haven't. I can't think of one. Then. So, I I, I do, do wonder how on earth. <laughs> That, that, that has occurred. Yes, but I mean, okay, they're obviously, they're obviously doing something. a soft delete. So they're, when you delete it, it goes out of the list for like 30 days or something and, and you can go and restore it without... I bugging, suppose bugging it's one of those things that if it's not really difficult for them to provide, yeah. it could get somebody really well, out of the... Yeah, and it, it, it could really get organisations out of the... Mess. Yeah, mess. <laughs> there's another feature in, in admin which, which is you know it's okay but if there's an outage and it is that rare that rather than just not being able to log in admins get a, uh, a notification uh, yeah. advising if there was a known outage and that is much better because it, it, it saves you know oh is it my internet is it yeah, is it yeah. is it a local problem is it you know if they know that there is an outage which is very very rare um, then um it, it's maybe stopped some some uh, and actually, unnecessary messing about. You know the outages I've known. It, it, yeah, if you think back to the outages that we have had, and, and like you say, it's a couple in the last eighteen months or something. I can't remember the last one. 
Is that right? Hey, I'd hate talking about that? things like that because... <laughs> There's one coming this afternoon. Yeah, 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 know, yeah, but, I, I, you know, it, it, uh, most of the outages that I can't think of uh, typically being something else on Azure. So, you know, typically authentication. If you can't log in to your environment full stop, you can't get to BC. So it's not... Um, it'd be interesting to see how much this is the BC-centric messages mm-hmm. when you're logging into BC and how much it's and I think so we've Azure centered. But, but at I least can only think it, of one BC one we've had, which was the new table that was added, which, you, update, which, yeah. which you needed permission to that table, but it wasn't put in any permission set, so you couldn't log in. Yeah, and you know, with with so much changes all the time, then then occasionally things will happen. Yeah. But this, so this at least gives the, the, the user that's, that's trying to log on at 7 o'clock in the morning into some idea of what's yeah. going on rather than... It is interesting though, on. isn't it? You kind of think that you're going to SAS and you're not, you don't have kind of um, this list of dependencies where actually we're learning that that's not the case. You know, you've got a dependency on your Azure, Azure, your Azure organisation for authentication. We've seen in the last few weeks... A dependency on browsers for you know yeah. correctly yeah. because that was an update to Edge, yeah. wasn't it? And an update to actually update to the Chromium. Yeah, um, yeah. You see, that wouldn't be classed as an outage, would it? But, well, it, but it affected. Up. Yeah, it affected. I think. I think we had thirty support cases mm. yeah. um, around a, an update, which. So there is, even though you're in the cloud, you have got some dependencies yeah. that perhaps you. Um, you know, are, are not fully understood in the way that a mature environment, fully mature environment like on-prem is is completely understood. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Power Platform? Power Platform. Um, first one I'll take then. So um, last version they added the ability to uh, create and run Power Automates off a lot of cards in BC. Um, there's just the ability now when you can personalize it and move those around mm-hmm. little change but it can be useful um, yeah they're okay yeah, they're a nice feature the only downside when you're going back to the APIs is that you, know, you want a production order and you run a power automate great you get the record ID but there isn't an API to go and do anything with the production yeah. order <laughs> and I, so, I think maybe that's what, what people need to understand that just because it's yeah, there yeah. doesn't mean that you can actually do anything I think useful well you can do something useful but, but you've you, got to but do but you'll need you're back to a dev to a do development yeah. to do it I mean it's, I think it's got the ability to create some frustration around that area because it's like oh look yeah. I can go do this. No, I can't. I can't do anything. Kind of, it. It, it, yeah, we've it got more and more customers. You. It that, you. We've got more and more customers that um, ha- have people in their teams that understand the platform and think that they can do certain things quite easily. And actually, you can't always. But again, it's all movement towards. Yes. But again, being able to you know um, uh, personalize the action group. So. Um, I assume that's you know you don't get a list of things that and some of which you still want to use and so you can tidy that up yeah. and share that around so that um, you know once you built that interface that integration with the power platform you can actually um, distribute to that to the whole company yeah. Yeah. quite easily yeah. organization quite easily and the next next one on power platform is that um, it supports document links and images as well which which is useful, useful. So, yeah hopefully that's a lot easier than it has been to date um, but you know things like having a power app where you take a picture and being able to push that into BC should be a lot simpler now. and, yeah. and that, that's that's a good one I think yeah um, and then 
Power BI apps with dimensions. <laughs> Why wasn't it there in the first place? So yeah, Power BI finance report now has dimensions. It's like you could tell you two are functional, yeah. you know. When you when you sit there as a dev and you gotta, I've got to support this, this, and this on day one, and and by the way, um, you know, day one needs to be tomorrow. They probably. Um, it's like, are you suggesting that me and Matt are too old and cynical? No, I'm, too, I'm, I'm <laughs> suggesting. I'm the old one, you're the cynical one. <laughs> it's a balance. It's a balance between getting it absolutely fully functional. You know, sometimes you you uh, as a development task, do you finish this completely and have it f- every feature in it, or do you get something out to the market and see what? Yeah, I know. I, I, I do agree with that, and I I feel like it's it's better to do that and then. Get the feedback. See what people and, ask and for what rather than sit there doing loads of coding take for what five they might years want. To, yeah. to release something. Yes. I, think yeah. I agree with that. Okay, so in terms of onboarding then, so for, for, for new customers or for adding new apps, apps yep. there's a, little, a few improvements around that. So it, it will kind of direct you to the setup. So kind of make it easier to yeah. install new apps. Nightmare for ISVs, no doubt. Well, I, uh, you know, the good ISVs were doing a notification that said, you've installed this app, would you like that? Here's the setup yeah. page. And so we've now got to go and take that out. So we've actually got more work to do than if we didn't make it easy in the first place. So uh, a mixed view. That's, the, mixed that's view. the thing with being an early adopter, isn't it? Sometimes? It is, yeah. I think it really helped with, with app kind of uptake, though, because I've tried apps where you've installed it, okay, how do I then go and set it up? Yeah. You know, maybe you type the name of what, how the app's named, and there's nothing there. And it's called something, it's called something else. How do you know what it is? Yeah. So yeah, I, I that think that'd well. be useful. And you can go back. Yeah, because sometimes as well, they've got the company name, then you've got the app name, and, and sometimes yeah. they're, app, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay, what? Well, the, 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 the easily find apps to connect to core services, for instance, banks, and, and you know, is the example they've used. Um, Interesting to see that. I think, mm. you know, look, this is probably a function around that there's 2,700 apps in App Source or something stupid now. Yeah. And actually finding it, you know, an App Source isn't a great search environment, is it? I mean, no, and it, yeah, it, and some, some of the apps, the, the descriptions of them, when you start to look at the detail, isn't it? So to, to kind of um, segregate them and make it easy, I think that would, that would, um, be really nice. Yeah, and I hope they do that by country. So, you know, yeah. here in the UK, we get oh, the yes, UK banks. Because if you go and look for uh, somebody searching with the day, oh, there's loads of uh, credit card integration apps. Yes. So, yeah, go and find one for the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like uh, the filtering doesn't work. Actually, doing doing the using the marketplace um, page in BC is better than using the, the front page of web, you know, million times quicker to install and yeah. actually only shows you the BC apps rather than the FAO. Uh, or, and, yeah, but you, yeah. You could, if you could filter it by country, that would, or by supported country, I think that would be. But I, I think that, I don't know. I mean, Mind I, you, supported think, country and country, yeah. and meeting country requirements are two separate things, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. you could so, still install yeah. it on a GB and it would work, but it, it'll only be for the US banks or something like yeah. that. So. And it will spell check, C-H-E-C-K. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, productive with Microsoft 365 is the next section on there. Um, uh, OneDrive integration, delegated admins can edit in Excel. So um, personally, I think this is brilliant because yeah, as a delegated you saw, you admin, for us as a, as a, yeah, a partner, we can check that because when we were logged into one organization, i.e. Techman, 
and then trying to use um, a client system in another organization, it just, the two didn't connect up. So you couldn't really um, prove that or, or demonstrate the full power of that. So that's, it, it that's doesn't, brilliant. Yeah, from a customer's perspective, it just means that yeah. perhaps from a support point of view, it, you know, it can yeah, make it life a bit easier for like, us yeah. to support customers yeah. if we need to go and do yeah. some you know, mass updates on some data or something. We like the things that help us, though, don't we? Um, well, it helps yeah. the customer. Well, ultimately, you hope yeah. it helps the customer because yeah. yeah. it gives them better service. It's just that they won't always, um, won't always see that. Um, reporting. So Excel Excel um, reports was, what, a couple of releases ago? No, last release. I was think, it? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, um, when so there's... You know, and you can do the different layouts on that, and, and but you had to go and set that up in uh, in the kind of report um, layouts page and so on. Now you can s- select it from the report selections when you run um, the report. page. Yeah. yeah, so you can select what for what Excel format you want yeah. this time. Really nice little. You know, I, I doubt it took that long to do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be an assumption, but um, I think it's going to make that feature much more usable yeah. and much more visible as well yeah i mean it, it's it's not a, do, a document layout you know i got asked this the other day can we use it for kind of invoices and things like that i mean maybe with a bit of work in excel but it's it's more about you know getting a table a data set as a table and then having another tab that does something with that you know pivot tables charting yeah. etc so um you know which is good yeah well you can add it with John Ledger data and customer and vendor ledger as well. So, if in terms of, of yeah, getting yeah. data yes. out and using yeah. it for reporting, it's a, it's another option, isn't it? Um, it is. Okay. Um, what else we got? So the run, run and send reports from the request page. So, so it's a little bit like the, and it, and it sends it to the reporting box. The reporting box is, you know, usually used for scheduling reports. So if you schedule an aged debtors report to run it eight o'clock every Monday morning or something like that, you, you could send that into the reporting box. Um, now you can, if you've got a report that takes a long time to run, you can just, you don't have to so, sit yeah, there. So yeah, set it going so and it just goes it on going the and background. Do it. Yeah. Um, so not not massively, but um, useful, mm. useful one yeah. to have. Yeah. Um, Doesn't necessarily always mean that they should be running a massive report in the middle of the day. Just to caveat that. Well, <laughs> You see, on SaaS, where as long as that report is set to run off the replica, as, as well, yes, but as long um, as it I mean, is, and, and that's interesting. I don't know. You know, I'd have to go and look at the report, at the reports, at the code on that report to see whether it's running against yeah, the replica. It, so I would, I would like Microsoft to be more kind of on the re- on the uh, request page. It says this is going to run against live, yeah. and therefore it has a performance yeah. or against yeah, the replica would, yeah. because. If yeah. you know that, that should be that, part yeah, of that the decision almost finishes it, that, yeah. doesn't it? That yeah, finishes yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of because um, you know it, it, it can have such an impact depending on, on on what it is. Yeah, I mean, there's not many reports, standard BC reports that take a long time. There are some if you've got big volume, you know, things like inventory valuation. You know, if you've got you know thousands of items and millions of entries, that can take a while to and be able to just offload that. Would be there's, great. A, there's, a, there's a few, and then obviously people will have bespoke stuff as well, which. You don't know, do you? A poorly written report, maybe as well. You don't know, do you? Yeah. Um, okay. There's a few of those around in the world, aren't there? Yeah. Um, the um, so service and platform Power BI. Um, 
a telemetry with one click. So, uh, you know, the telemetry is now in app source. Um, so we have a Power BI. So again, it's probably more for partners. I suppose end users could use it. Um, Good tool though. It is, a, you know, and I think partners are still working out uh, the full set of value that it can give. And um, Kenny's done, you know, c- compared to where he started with um, uh, kind of learning KQL to query uh, the telemetry data, um, now the Power BI, it's, it's really usable. It's there. It's still probably got, I think we're on a journey with telemetry yeah. um, to get it kind of the proactive side which is really where we want to be um it's so much data isn't it it's working out what's useful and what yeah. we should be monitoring and well it's, it's turning that data into insights isn't it yeah. that actionable yeah. i mean you go and look at the detail of the telemetry data that's captured it's huge isn't it yeah. i mean it, it's yeah there's, there's, there's a lot of potential yeah. there but and, there's, and there's yeah, also a lot of partner like ourselves which have well. got hundreds of SaaS environments out there um, just getting it set up so all of them report consistently into yeah, the same we, store we, it, and it, so it, on. There is a potential to waste a lot of time um, and for some red herrings as well yeah. in the telemetry we've come across. So we, yeah. we need, we're still working on, you know, what's really valuable, what should we be? Yeah, and I think that will that will continue over over the period of time. Okay, user experiences. So I like the switch companies across environments. I think that's. Uh, much nice. requested, yeah, much requested. Use, if you've got multiple companies, got... it was a... Maybe our video could even have a little pop-up to show that. Yes, well, that's, yeah. It's a um, nice, that's a nice feature, I think. Yeah. Um, and there's some general UI improvements coming. Nothing, no more detail than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, it, but it, it does just about. keep on improving. Yeah, you can, Every release, you can tell that there's... You know, that they've um, been listening to... Uh, the legacy uh, list views. So if you if you... You know, if you're on premise, this is. So if you save the list views when you were um, uh, using the Royal Taylor clients, <laughs> well, uh, using the Royal Taylor client, you could save your your, your list views, couldn't you? Um, those are if you, and those have been preserved up to now, but they are they going are to disappear. Gone. So that's deprecation. So you know, the new save views is so much better. I think it, it's so much more intuitive to use. I don't think that's going to take a lot, of, a lot of time for anybody to convert over. Um, and, right. Uh, so, so yeah. Up. So, tw- so twenty twenty three wave two, which is next year. This time next year, isn't it? Yeah. Um, legacy views will no longer be supported. Yes, but they're hidden. But they're hidden now. Hidden so if, pe- if people year, scream, so we can yeah, do something yeah. about it before they uh, disappear completely. And that's it. That's the list. Well, that's the probably list so more, far. Probably more than so we, when we first looked at it. Yeah. The, probably, and when you go into it, actually, probably more than we, we first thought. Yeah. Um, but there's no kind of big wow, but, but lots of... But then I know a few things, you know, outside of NDA um, that obviously I'm not supposed to talk about. I don't talk about. Right, so please don't. Yes. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, we, we were looking through, so Microsoft published these insider builds, um, so kind of uh, pretty quickly after they check the code in, they throw it out to us. And, and the idea is then as an ISV under Clever, we check our stuff against the insider builds so that if they've done anything today, written any code today that's going to break any of our stuff, we get the earliest possible notice. And we've got the insider builds coming for this release because we're only 
90, 120 days or whatever from this release. You know, and one of the things that popped up on that was um, mandatory variants. So there's a new field in inventory setup that, that seems to indicate, and we haven't gone and done it, so that if you've got a variant set up against an item, um, you know, enforces that you must enter the variant code um, with every time transaction. A, every time you uh, transact that item, which is, you know, that's a that's a another yeah. extension to throw in the bin that we've had for a while. But I, th- um, I think with with manufacturing customers, we're going to see more and more use of variants because having the ability to personalization is a big trend. Isn't or it? setting the bomb and the routing on yes. a stock keeping unit, or a variant. Yes. All of a sudden means that variants become, I think, become a lot more. Yeah, well, it avoids you having to have millions of items. Thirty-six yeah, yeah. items was the same thing. The, a yeah. variant could be but used the, for configured but, to order. But, but, but with it not being mandatory, it almost makes it worse because you don't know what. Yeah. If you've Which got some one transaction with no variants, yeah, then it yeah. just throws just throws it all out completely, doesn't it? So, so you like, have to make it mandatory. So you know that's that's not on this list of published documents, and I guess the lady who who kind of curates this list and does the docs. Um, you know, she, the, the person who's created that functionality maybe hasn't finished it yet. It's not fully complete. So he hasn't space. written the docs in. So I think that this doc, this this list, what we've seen in the previous versions is, yeah, go back to this list probably every couple of weeks for the, yeah. for the lead up to um, October and you'll see, oh, I didn't see that the first time around. No, no, well, like we did last time, we did we 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 did two podcasts, didn't we? We did a, a review. when the, yeah. the the release notes came out. We we and did what a, this out. what we expected, and then we did a right. What have we actually got? Yeah. Um, and the, there was certainly more in the second one than the yes. first one, rather than the other way around. So and some of the better pieces as well. Yeah, I would say. yeah. There, there was a nice little thing that piece. snuck out as well recently. Um, which was relating to power. technical terms yeah, snuck, out. snuck out related to Power BI and BC. So within Power BI, you have a thing called data flows, and it's if if you've ever you've used Excel Power Query or Power Query within Excel, in effect, that's kind of what a data flow is in, in the cloud. So that now natively works with the BC connector. So that really opens up the, the possibility of easily creating, you know. A data flow to have it, you know, a general ledger data flow that can just go and suck all your data out and give you a reporting set in the cloud that you can go use on from Excel or from Power BI, um, and that's available in Power BI Pro and Premium. So okay. that's that's something that we only saw kind of appear yesterday. Um, some, something we're going to go well, and have a play with, but I, I think that it's going to open up some interesting possibilities around Power BI. And this is one thing I, you know, I've said to a few customers recently that if, if you kind of Power BI is a good instance. I was up visiting somebody and they were saying, well, we looked at Power BI a couple of years ago and it didn't really do what we wanted and whatever. You can't just write, you know, just because you looked at it a couple of years ago, you can't write it off and say it doesn't do what we want. All of this stuff is um, relentless in terms of you've got to look at it as that today and say it doesn't do what we want. Two, two months is a long time on the Power Platform. Yeah, you know it, it. It moves. Yeah, so much. And and sometimes it's just the little kinks mm. that are the enablers that, like you've just yeah. described, change the game. And it's well, it takes you so from a possibility there. to a actually yes, we can do yeah. this now. But yeah. you know, if it's a blocker and and it, it, it doesn't allow, if you can't get to the data you want yeah. in Power BI, it yeah. doesn't matter how fancy that's yeah. present presented, does it? it? You know, you can have all the 
the graphical representations you want. It's yeah. it's pointless without the data. So suddenly that's solved and that kicks in. So yeah, keep keep an open mind. Keep looking at it. Keep reviewing. Don't um, don't set your kind of um, um, you know, mind um, in one way and, and stick to it for too long because actually you might just find it snuck past you. Lovely. Thank you both. I think it's a good discussion. Um, We'll wait and see what turns up. Um, uh, You know, uh, hey, look, um, I'm aware this is um, obviously the BC team are based in Denmark. Um, I think they're all just about to to disappear for their summer holidays. This is not the US where they have a week off at best or, you know, a few days off. Um, They're away for a while, so... Perhaps it's um, it's the back end. I would imagine it's the beginning of September um, before you'll start seeing updates to this um, and serious moves forward. Um, yeah, but they're having planning. Um, they're planning the next release, the next wave now. So wave one, twenty twenty three. Um, it's amazing. SAS has really matured. For, you know. You've only got to look back three, four years now. Yeah. Just feel like we're doing these every month and every week. I know we're not. It's every six months, isn't it? And the next one will be like Christmas, yeah. which is weird. But yeah, it's, it's, it's it's going past. But you know, you, you look at when when they first launched SaaS and it was a cut down version of just financials yeah, and yeah. and all the rest. And what was that? 2017, 20, 2018. So yeah, it's come yeah, a long way really. very quickly. Where what can't you do on SaaS now? Now, that's a genuine question. What, you know, the performance problems are... It's almost flipped, isn't it? That, yeah. yeah. SaaS is becoming the... The more functional platform. Yeah, you yeah. look at the team yeah. integration and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. It's what can't you do on-prem. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Good. With that thought, leave you all. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, talk to you next time. Bye.